Greetings, it is September 23rd, 2011. Welcome to the second edition of Lucha World. This is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond. <laughs> Vandal the Love Handle. Johnny Legend gave me that name, and I want to thank him sincerely, because nobody ever noticed my love handles until he came up with... Everybody's going to notice them now. Yep, they pinch them and they say, Yantas. <laughs> well, that's why you wear a mask, so... Exactly. You don't have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, and, of course, Alfredo Esparza, the uh, the king of Lucha World. We are uh, going to cover several topics tonight. One, we just got done watching the June 17th Averno versus La Mascara, Mascara contra Mosca match. Mosca? <laughs> Mask match. I'm brilliant, aren't I? Mascara contra just, Mascara. Just go, just go with English. Mask yeah. Mask versus mask. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, so what did you think of the match? <laughs> I enjoyed the match very much. I uh, I probably would have enjoyed it more if I would have seen that before everything else. <laughs> that's true. We waited a long time right. to get a full version. I mean, we saw clips here and there yeah. throughout the last couple of months. So, uh, I, actually, I, I was really jazzed to see it because my appetite was really whetted for it. I, you know, as as people who know me know i'm just getting refamiliar with cmll tv and like i said before this is a really good time if you want to get refamiliarized with the promotion because yeah, there's a lot of tv now so there is it's there's almost so much online you can find practically every lucha every cmll show imaginable so you can't if you're missing it you don't have a reason to complain about it so exactly uh Obviously, I really enjoyed the third fall the most. Yeah, the first fall was short, so... So was the second fall. Second, <laughs> seriously. I mean, it's almost... It almost would have made sense if they just had to be a one-fall match like they did with uh, Viano Tercero contra Atlantis in 2000. Yeah. But I think they wanted the falls thing. Yeah, I prefer... I prefer two out of three fall matches. Yeah. I'm... But you're right. They could have gotten one fall, and it would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost wonder why they... Yeah. I wonder why they bother with two really quick falls like that, almost like, okay, let's just get them out of the way. It would have been kind of cute if maybe, uh, you know, the way it happened is Averno went over in the first fall in, I don't know if it was even three minutes. It was really, really quick. Short. I mean, the intros lasted longer than the, the first fall, so. Yeah, and I, th I thought... And you enjoyed the intros, too, so. <laughs> the intros were great. You know what? I Okay, I'm one of the people who, after watching so much AAA... I get so burnt out on watching wrestlers' intros. Yeah. I mean, it seems like half of AAA TV are the wrestlers taking their time going to the ring to their music. And I'm sure that's wonderful for the live crowd, but when you have to see it every single week on TV, your thumb gets a cramp, you know, just being placed on the DVR's fast-forward button. Well, they cut that off because they're doing a lot of one-hour shows. Ah, so you have to. They, they have to pretty much cut that out, so... But I mean, it's 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 kind of weird when you have like groups, mm -hmm. like La Malicia, and then like each guy will come in individually. <laughs> where it's like, what's the point of that? Right, right. But not. But I mean, it's they they kind of cut that back a little bit. So. Yeah, which is one of the things I love about Peste Negra. They all come in together. Yeah, they come in as a trio with yeah. a trio's theme song. It's well, so I think cool. All the trios do that too. Like, mm -hmm. whereas the TRT does that too. The match itself was. You know, the, the third fall was really. The good. third fall was wonderful, yeah. and and yeah, when I'm talking about those first 
two falls. I'm being just a little nitpicky here. I mean, I thought it would have been cool if in the second fall, what maybe Mosquera just did a lot of selling and they made it look like he was on his way That's out. That's usually what happens in, in most of the two out of three falls matches. Yes. The second fall is a little bit longer with the technical selling for about five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it goes at least 10 minutes. This one just went like three, four minutes. You know? Yeah, like let's get these long. two falls out of the way yeah. and let's go to the match. Uh, but that... That third fall was wonderful. Averno is... I really dug that spot where um, La Mascara hit um, Averno with the tope, with Averno turned around. Yes, looking yes. Towards, looking down or something. There was, there, yeah, there was a spot where you see Mascara, he's doing what you think is going to be a typical tope, and as he's going through the ropes, you see that Averno's back has turned away from him. He's not going yeah. to catch him. However, he does base for him. He doesn't just... It's not just a blind uh, tope. He actually does base for him. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't think I have either. I, I might have, but I see so much wrestling. I, <laughs> <laughs> I see so much wrestling. Well, if you see so much know. wrestling and that sticks out, yeah, that yeah. says something. That says something. I, uh, uh, now, I know before the podcast we talked about this, but... Uh, just for the people listening, what's the word on Averno possibly or possibly not going to WWE? Is it myth or is it happening? I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I think there's still a, there's still a belief that he is going to be there. Yeah. But it's a matter of when, and that's kind of like where everybody doesn't really know. I I personally don't I don't think he's going. I I, I kind of find it a mm-hmm. little too. I don't know. It just seems a little too late now. Yeah. He could be, I mean. He, uh, WWE, see, trying to guess what WWE's going to do is really pointless. <laughs> it is. You might as well flip a coin yeah. because you could guess logically what you would do as a booker. Or you could even guess logically what they would do as bookers. However, it seems like they do everything by panic. Like, yeah, if the like, TV rating's low, they change their battle plan. Well, like, we were talking about Mark Henry, the whole Mark Henry thing, how how he, um, everybody wants him to have a long run as champion. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you're just waiting. Oh, they're going to drop it. Like, the next pay-per-view is in two weeks, isn't it? Two weeks? It is. They'll have him drop it. They'll change their mind, do something else. And that's how I figure Averno, they're going to do, they probably told them about Averno. That's true. And, you know, it's writers. It's writers, too. It's like they're not going to be writing about Averno. Who the hell's Averno, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't really see much. Well, one thing I'll say is CMLL probably has one of the strongest roster of wrestlers. And um, from what I've seen, I think Averno is the cream in that promotion. Well, I mean, know, he only, is so – he is such a smooth worker. and You know, the only good thing is, like, they have so much talent that Averno leaves. It's not – yeah, they won't be lost. It's it not. Be, it won't be as big a loss as it would it be like when Mystical left. Left, because I think when Mystical left, it kind of left them a little bit. Out, yeah, out in the cold. <laughs> I mean, for all the screwy moves that CMLL does, which we will get into a little later, it's it's my favorite promotion right now. And one thing I think that they're doing that's really smart is they're not just building up a few wrestlers here and there. They're really building up a an array of wrestlers from yeah. La Mascara, Sombra, uh, Guerrero Maya. Um, Mascara Dorada. Yes. Angel de Oro, Diamante, yeah. Rush. I love the te- Rush. The technical side is pretty pretty deep now. 
like a couple when Mystico first left the, the technical side seemed kind of like oh, okay who's gonna La Sombra and Mascara Dorada who else and then they brought they switched Garza over to Technico which Volador Jr. has replaced Garza and they just beat Rush for the belts I don't know if you knew that I did not know that the no Volador's trio with um, Psychosis 2 and um, Olympico beat Rush and um, Diamante and Angel de Oro mm-hmm. for the trio's titles and that's a really good group, group too so now, I I would go to far as far. I don't I don't think this will happen. But wrestling observer, your wrestler of the year awards come at the end of the year. You know, I've thought just from all the push CM Punk got, he's a contender. Um, I really think of Verno as a contender. I mean, considering what he's doing with the promotion. If they're not selling out the arenas, it's not because of him. I think Sam Punk's going to win it anyway. I think he will, yeah. <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter. And deservedly so. Yeah. I mean, and well, WWE's doing their screwy thing yeah. too with, you know, they've got something good in CM Punk here and now they're starting to piss it away. We should we should have discussed what we were talking about off the, off the air about the, the lack of writing and Emotion, emotion, and wrestling. What were we talking about? We were talking about. We were talking about that because we, there was a spot in the Averno versus Mascara match that was really awesome, where Mascara had Averno covered for a pin, and the referee's counting, and as he's he's counting, Averno, uh, not Averno, I'm sorry, Mascara, Mascara is actually counting with his fingers one, two. Not in a cocky way, like I have him pinned, yeah. but he's he's waving his fingers one two as if he's hoping I think I got him. Yeah, and it, there was just such emotion in it. You know, the histrionics and in, in lucha are just are just. I always, I always compared lucha libre and American wrestling as to silent movies and talking pictures. You know, talking pictures. You know, you convey a little bit through the face, but you do a lot of it through talking. You know, yeah, yeah. American wrestling, you know, forever has relied on a lot of mic work. Lucha Libre, there's more white mic work involved than there was 20 years ago. But what I always loved about Lucha Libre is so much of the story is told in the ring like a silent movie with not just facial gestures, but gestures with the hands and uh, – yeah. And that's what that's what I think WWE misses a lot of times because a lot of their younger guys they don't really do anything. They're just really robotic looking in the ring. So, yes, I. So, it, so you don't really get that emotional feel for those guys. Like you don't have like you know you you notice right away when CM Punk does something mm-hmm. because he's he actually knows what he's doing. Yes, and he shows a little emotion, and then all of a sudden you see like a like a Wade Barrett or somebody like that, and it's like he's just. It doesn't have that, you know. Yeah, it's what I call video. It's what I call video game wrestling: punch, punch, fall down, yeah. kip up, punch, punch. He falls down, and you get that sometimes in, in lucha, but it's not it's not as noticeable because guys are doing a little more, a little more in the ring. At least, yes, it looks that way. <laughs> it looks that way. I don't know. Well, we uh, we we uh, talked about. Averno versus Mascara, with CMLL, no doubt, probably the biggest match of the year. When we return, we'll be talking about the upcoming CMLL anniversary show.
Welcome back to the second round of the second edition of Lucha World. And uh, for those of you who do listen to the Slam and Stand podcast, you can hear I'm a little laid back. And no, I am not sparking the owl or anything. <laughs> Just kind of still getting used to uh, doing a live podcast. I'm pretty sure you are high because I could smell it here. <laughs> oh, geez, what a giveaway. I, can, I think I'm getting. All, it was all animal I think, too. I think I'm getting high from from your high. Are so. you getting a contact high yeah, from yeah. Daniel Drummond? You know, maybe I should try doing a podcast stone. Maybe it'll have the reverse effect, and I'll perk up and like go wild. Well, you know, you better like not that. do pot because then you'll be like really calm. Yeah, on Slam and Stand. Hey, that La Mascara, he's cool. You know, yeah. he, that guy can fly. Yeah, he flies. So we're going to talk about the anniversary show, which we only know that there's going to be a 10-man hair match, and cage hair I, match. I am... Okay, this is when I said earlier that CMLL right now is my favorite promotion, despite the screwy things they do. Now, the June 17th match, La Mascara versus Averno. Mascara contra Mascara. I actually said it right. See that was, time. but see that wasn't planned. It wasn't, but still, it, so, look, it wasn't planned, and they had a loaded show. Yeah, I, and their anniversary show. We didn't even talk about Nakamura doing the moonwalk. Oh yeah, that, that was <laughs> very cool. That was cool entrance. Now, I could watch that every week yeah. on TV if he did the moonwalk. The match itself was pretty skippable. And made the eyes at the girls as he did the moonwalk. Yeah. You know. Um, but you know, here was a, here was a loaded show, and well, like you said, it's something that they almost threw together, and it was great. The anniversary show, which is supposed to be one of their signature shows, they have all this time to plan it, and the best thing they come up with is a ten-man cage match with everyone's hair on the line. My God, this is the same promotion who, in 1990, had the Rio de Jalisco Junior versus Cien Cara match. And despite the fact it was Rio de Jalisco Jr., it was an awesome match with a crowd that that sold out Arena Mexico, sold it out to the point that there was structural damage to the arena from so many people being there. And now that what cage matches? They've been doing it a lot lately too, so it's yes. like it's horrible. I remember I don't even remember what the main event was last year, but it was it wasn't along the same lines. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. We could we could actually search for it. Here, you, you keep you keep talking is. while I search. Well, well, since since I'm talking about the screwy things that CMLL does, I this I, is this is where we need Bix. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the Bixie demon. We need the Bixie demon to to fill in some we, we great need, words of. He really comes up with some good off the cuff stuff and some great uh, sardonic wit there yeah. too when we go silent. No, I do want to say. As screwy as CML can be, I am enjoying their recent TV so much. And when I say TV specifically, I mean the Galavision shows, because I know there's a slew of other shows available from Ross de Lona to uh, um, the LA TV shows that air here in the Southland, at least. Are you watching the LA TV shows now? No, I'm not, and for the strangest reason, uh, I one I forget when they're on, and my DVR will not do a series setting on. That I know you channel told you only. told me last time. You told me last. But time. on that channel only, it won't let me do DVR settings. I I don't get it. But well, why don't you get a VCR? <laughs> I miss VCRs. God, I feel old saying that. Yeah, it was last year. <laughs> Olympico, Olympico lost the mask. 
That's Last right. year it was Olympico losing his mask. And it was a tournament again, Yeah, right? no, it was a 10-man cage ten match. 10-man cage match. And then 2008 was also the cage match. I, I remember... I remember 2008 because that was... Um, was it 2008? See, that's... Now I'm getting... Now I'm getting Kurt Brown. Now, normally <laughs> I would say I would love to be a fly, at the, fly on the wall at the booking meetings to hear who makes the call for a 10-man cage match. The only problem is I don't speak Spanish. So even if I was a fly, I couldn't understand what they're saying. Well, see, the problem also is that they do the... They do the cage matches and then they do the tournaments. So you're getting a cage match and a tournament. Yeah, it was a... No, the... The yeah the the previous year was Mystico versus Nero Casas hair match in two thousand nine yeah two thousand eight oh, was the okay, cage yes, match yes that's right two thousand eight was the Blue Panther cage match yeah isn't that sad I can't remember any of this stuff <laughs> we're getting old hey I I searched I searched for this on my website so I had <laughs> no the problem of the that's, internet that's the only good is thing we have our memory stored on yeah. an internet cloud so we can retrieve this stuff now what I was saying about the TV. Uh, what I've enjoyed aren't, recently... But wait, but wait, aren't you going to be excited when you watch the cage match in like a year? A year later? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually in three months, probably in three months. No, I was excited to see Averno and Mascara. I will not be excited to see the cage match. You don't want to You don't want to see who's going to lose their hair? Oh, it's going to be it's, some throwaway who It's would... It's the least interesting thing like when it's yeah. a ten, 10 man cage match with everybody's hair on the line and then you know it's not going to be somebody they're not going to throw away somebody's hair if I could say one thing that who's valuable. is traditionally weak on our tournaments I remember years ago when we'd go to Tijuana we'd just go to Tijuana we wouldn't check out to see what the card was most of the time we'd just go there and our faces would get a little sad when they said one night tournament you know yeah torneo de la muerte and we say oh great a tournament because most of the matches the work is weak and they're short and you know they were the lame ducks of lucha libre i do want to say though that the recent tournament that has been airing on galavision i have enjoyed and well see but it's a tv show it's a it's a one hour tv show you're you're kind of (laughs) There's two ways of watch of, of determining how how the show's going to air. It's either going to be two matches, you know, two out of three yes. falls, and if they're going to do tournament, at least it's short matches. It's a short match. This is one of the things I dig about the tournament matches. Is it reminds me of what? I mean, I know Galavision TV is not told usually like this, but uh, for a few weeks here, I will watch CMLL, and it will remind me of what wrestling on TV was like when I was a kid. Short matches uh, to kind of further a storyline. Kurt has ADD. Is it ADD? It is ADD. <laughs> I was never diagnosed, but I guarantee you I had it. I probably have OCD. Or, or short or short attention span or whatever it's called. What? what? Short attention span. Oh, yeah, that one too. Yeah, that, the, the short... Uh, yeah, that thing. Um, but what's unique about this tournament, at least from past tournaments I've seen is the guys actually do work in these short matches. It's, it's yeah. What I remember from Lucha tournaments in the past, they would just they would just work a few holds and then go for a pinfall. Go for the foul. <laughs> yeah, go for a go foul, foul or... Uh, and the audience doesn't pop for most of these matches that much because, well, they know it's a tournament and they seem to be getting a little more excited when... Uh, you know, the, each round furthers and is you know getting down to who's going to actually win the tourney. Um, There's so many tournaments, though; it's ridiculous. It is. It is not. There's. I are, mean, they have they like overdone. They have like about 
I mean, they're doing the... They just did the Universal Tournament. They did the Leyenda Azul before that. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the Leyenda Plata. Then they did, like, a couple of other tournaments oh, in between. Tournaments and nuts. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Uh, and now Kurt's going to discuss how much fun the tournament was. Yeah, this particular... <laughs> after, no, this after particular I just... Tur- after I shit on it. Yeah, this particular <laughs> tournament I am enjoying. I mean, I won't say... Yeah, I won't say it's knockout four-star TV or anything like that, but... Uh, one... And this is only because I'm getting re-familiar with the wrestlers in CMLL. It's a good way to find, see who the new guys are. Exactly. Uh, There was one short match between... Actually, I shouldn't even point out that it was a short match because they're all short matches. (laughs) But match between Angel de Oro and Sombra. And... um, I love... Just so people know, Kurt took notes. Yes, I took notes, and that's another reason why I'm kind of slow here and getting used to it, because I'm holding the microphone, I'm reading notes. So Kurt like actually said, took... We're working the bugs out here. I was shocked when I saw the note the notebook. Yeah, because if I don't take notes, I'm going to forget what I saw. Yeah. I'll remember who did one high spot, but I will not remember who he is doing it with. Should buy an iPod, now, iPad. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> But Angel de Oro de Sombra, I loved the finish. You know, Sombra won in an earlier match just doing a backflip. Against Diamante, right? Uh, yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. And pinned him. So he goes for that same move on Angel de Oro. Angel de Oro moves out of the way, but uh, Sombra lands on his feet and then just immediately does another backflip, pins him with it. And uh, I also dug when Hector Garza you know, went up against Ray Bucanero, and it wasn't even really a match. Bucanero won by, by crookery. Yeah. And basically it set up the turn the cage match, isn't it? Their their entrance in the cage match, was it that? Well, uh my Spanish is terrible, but I got the feeling that uh Garza was trying to do a one on one hair versus Yeah, hair it's ten road. it's the cage match. Oh. So. I think they're getting thrown into the cage. That's ridiculous. But I think I I don't think they're going to be the ones that drop the hair in the cage. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be like um, I don't whoever the low probably Nero Casas because <laughs> he's the, he's the pro in that. He's well, actually, he might not actually be the one because if they do um, Pista Negras feuding with um, Forza TRT, mm-hmm. they might they could actually come back with that down the down the road. A triple trios hair match. And that is one thing that I think is a possibility because even though CML messes up their anniversary card... And put Mr. Niebla's mask on there, on the line yeah, also. Yeah, they, they, they can still put together a good uh, a place to match somewhere up yeah, the road. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm also, as I posted on Facebook, I'm finally used to Felino without his mask. I was in histrionic mourning for the longest time because I thought the Felino mask and outfit was one of the coolest things I have ever seen. Yeah. You know, black and orange stray cat sitting on a fence. Did you hear that guy on um, Brian's show? He asked um, Dr. Lucha if the Felino mask was like from some guy who was a jobber or a good wrestler. And the guy was like, I think his name, his his um, signature on on the board was like Lucha Libre Porn Fiend. <laughs> and then, so when he wrote, when, it, when when they were talking about that, I go, I go, that, that kind of just, that's pretty much every Lucha Libre fan. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Aren't we all porn fiends? <laughs> that could actually be like a good subject for like 
Dr. Phil, a Lucha Libre fan who refuses to watch porn. Now, <laughs> what's your problem here? You, you just want to stick out or something? Well, see, the great thing is now with you can watch CML out and you can get a little porn in there with uh, women. That's you know? true. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good enough right there. And unlike Japan, I don't think there have been any uh, luchadors who have actually used their name to... Well, you have that website called Be The Mask. What's that? With the, the guys wearing lucha mask. And they're banging girls. Oh, but they're not really. No, they're not. They're not. But there, there was. Hey, Blue Panther. You could see. You could see Blue Panther banging such. That's pretty funny. And it's not even Blue Panther. Well, Johnny Legend made Sex Mex uh, about eleven years ago. Yeah, that's true. Which was uh, titled (laughs) Nympho Libre. I never got a copy. You never got a copy? No. Okay, I'll have, nah, to okay. I'll have to remedy that. <laughs> I don't want one. Don't worry. The only role I had in it was in my Lucky Pierre mask, did and it, I, but I did not have sex. Didn't he pay you with a, giving you a copy of... Uh, <laughs> no, actually, no, actually. Or was that was that physical? I actually got $75. With, no, he paid physical. With a, with a, a DVD? Uh, he actually gave him 40 bucks too. Oh, and the DVD. And the DVD, and, and Jeff said, what a cool... Uh, Hey, 40 bucks on a porn flick. <laughs> Physical's like, well, I'll just throw this away. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm kidding. It was a, it's a wonderfully well-acted movie. Exactly. With uh... I actually dug their website. That it was it was That's briefly right. there was a briefly a website for it. I guess they took it down or something. Yeah, they did. That was a cool website with all the yeah. They uh, had pictures like you sitting like Lucky Pierre sitting in the jacuzzi. That's right. Yes. <laughs> while the while the guys there's no there there's no nudity and there's just like the scene where it's just them like barely getting ready to do something. Yes, that's when Johnny was making the entrance. Yeah, and then you're just sitting there like. Yeah, that was funny because all the girls were naked in the jacuzzi, but Johnny was in the jacuzzi with him, but he was fully clothed. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, but, uh, yeah, that'll have to be a future episode is Japanese wrestlers who have done porn because there yeah. have been several. And I think that would be a very uh, a very deep subject that we can discuss. Yeah, we did, we discussed this off the air when we were talking about Dick Togo's retirement, which Kurt had no idea he had retired. Yep, yep. like I said, I'm Does up Dave Meltzer not cover Dick Togo's retirement? He probably does, but uh, you skipped it. Let's just say I have to start reading my observers a little oh. more carefully. I finally started subscribing to the print edition again after two years. So you you're, you only read the MMA part. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're I, one I, of I do agree with Jim Cornette that MMA has stolen our sport and it's pro wrestling's fault. I mean, they're they're more pro wrestling than pro wrestling is these days. Mm. We're not. We're not talking MMA on this show. We're not talking MMA. No, I. I'm ba- still... Let's get back to CMLL. We already talked about CMLL. <laughs> I, I, there was another match that I really dug between Felino and Blue Panther. That was part of the tournament. Yeah. And yeah, Felino is just really cool. Blue it's, Panther's even better. He is. He is. He's the greatest wrestler of all time. How he's not in the Observer Hall of Fame, I will never know. That baffles me. And I, I also say it because I know him. So. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. He shook my hand. Oh, he shook my he hand. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he was actually a really nice guy. Um, but I, I loved how, I mean, you know, Panther uh, actually ta- gets Felino to tap with an armbar. The referee just kind of, like, doesn't call it, though. So he, and, oh, if I remember right, I think Panther kind of let the hold go too soon or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, Felino started tapping. Uh, Panther let go of the hold prematurely. Uh, there's a ref bump, ref bump, and then Felino wins with a figure four leg lock. Yeah, you know, most of the finishes in this tournament are straight clean finishes, which are cool. And uh, this was one of the exceptions, obviously. 
but I dig that they're not trying to protect. Yeah, they're not protecting anybody. Like Tanahashi losing like in thirty seconds. Yes. Remember? Yes. When, when, when was that? I don't know what that was. But I, I thought that was. I, just, I know Dave Meltzer got upset. They just they, Tanahashi loses in thirty seconds. I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, it's a tournament. Everybody loses. It's in 30 one seconds. match. If if you want to look at that way, Hector Garza lost in thirty seconds. I mean, seconds. that you know what? That's payback. For all the CML guys jobbing in New Japan, I agree. That, I agree. That's that's paid. It's going to be international, worldwide karma yeah. for also for uh, Eric Bischoff jobbing, jobbing all the lucha yeah, guys. Yeah. You know, but uh, see, it didn't. It didn't hurt Tanahashi, anyways. It didn't I mean, hurt him it's at not all. No, it. That, it doesn't in, say it hurt him. It, in Mexico, in Mexico, the way everything is booked. A guy can lose in thirty seconds, and like the next week, he could be main eventing a, a world title match. Well, when when Santa was uh, still reigning high in CMLL, he did clean jobs frequently. The the original or the son? The the, uh, the son. Oh, the son. Hijo de Santo. He, you know, the Santo never jobbed. He never lost. Did you know that? No, I didn't. He never lost. He's a saint. Well, that's true. <laughs> and he did not drink alcohol. Yeah, he didn't drink alcohol. He Arlito was a saint. Suarez said so. He said so, and I think he says. Well, there was one match I dug with Tanahashi and Mascara Dorada, and what I dug is that Mascara went up for his moonsault, and as he as he does the uh, moonsault off the top turnbuckle, Tanahashi just places a perfectly placed boot into his face. I mean, Tanahashi's really cool perfect. looking too. Yeah, it, it. There's another thing we were. I was telling you about how I thought New Japan, New Japan. A lot of people like give it a lot of. They, it's kind of like they give it the same pro, the same thing with CMLL, mm-hmm. where they just rip on it. Yeah. And New Japan, I mean, there's a lot of talent in their promotion too. So. And I'm gonna start getting caught yeah. on that too. The I show mean, is kind of sometimes there's so, but again, there's so much New Japan. I mm-hmm. think it kind of wears you wears you out a little bit. Yeah. Noah is the one that's a little more difficult lately to watch. Yeah, I'm so out of touch that I don't even know who's in Noah these days. Name me five Noah wrestlers. Um. Okay, let me see. Jake the Snake Roberts. Misawa. <laughs> hey, nope, he's dead. No, no, he's gone. God rest can his you soul. Name, can God. you name five... Um, no, Noah wrestlers? New Japan wrestlers? Tanahashi. Nakamura. Um, the ghost of Antonio Inoki. <laughs> nope, I can't. Liger. Oh, he's still with them. Yeah. Cool. You can't name five New Japan No, I can't. Guys? Wow. Seriously, I... It, all Japan. I bet you can't name even one All Nobody Japan guy. Nobody in All Japan, I guarantee you. Wow. Yeah. D- DDT, can you name anybody in DDT? None, and I'm ashamed because I think DDT is such an... Let me go through every every promotion and see who you can name. <laughs> IWRG, can it'll you... Be a sh- it'll be a short show because I can't name anybody. <laughs> can, I you, can you name anybody from IWRG? No. Triple A? Are the, wait, wait, wait. IWRG, I are those... Are those uh... The Nakalpan promotion. Yeah, but I mean, are, are the cops still with them? Yeah. The trio? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Them. And I forgot what they're called. Los Oficiales. They're awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that they had that one appearance on AAA TV, and I will still go on the record saying that was one of my favorite AAA TV matches ever. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, they, they, they still keep a lot of their same guys. That's cool. But with a Tanahashi match with Moscow Dorado, one of the things I dug is after, uh... Um, after Moscow Dorado crashed and burned with his moonsault attempt... Tanahashi just races to the turnbuckle like, I've got my chance. Yeah. Gets up there, does a frog splash, 
like sold it like time is of the essence. He just yeah. didn't sit there and just lazily go up, climb the turnbuckle. They probably told him you got thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, really. like, oh, Maybe that's a real reason yeah. he did it. He said, "Oh, I have to go home fast." Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, they those matches they've been doing that tournament for so long that mm-hmm. they they probably know that they're not going to last that long. Yeah. Now the one event that we talked about in the last episode that I really dig is the singles match. The um, I already forgot the term for it. <laughs> the lightning the match. Ten, the lightning match. The ten minute time limit yeah. match. Now that really gets a pop from the crowd every yeah. time. Because they always there's a certain way that they finish it, mm-hmm. and they have that little timer running the entire time. You never noticed it. Oh, I did. Oh, I have yeah. noticed it. That's there's what's creepy about the match is, you know, that's a really old school thing. Is, yeah. In fact, I remember we mentioned on on Slam and Stand last night is when we were growing up when a match was nearing the time limit five minutes yeah the referee would say five minutes to go then four minutes to go and the crowd would get really tense and amped up to see you know is this guy going to get pinned or is this going to the time limit it it's something that is so rarely used now but i think it's a great tool and it's great just with that clock up on the wall counting down the 10 minute time limit they're they're doing um lately i think they started i can't remember they started recently but they're doing um, those lightning matches with the bigger names. Like I think they did. I can't remember who they they did one with some like a couple of the bigger names. Mm-hmm. But I think they call it something completely different. And um, apparently, I mean that's that's something they sh- they should really use more often. Because I mean their show, their TV show is all especially for the Friday show. Because because on TV the Galavision show it's mm-hmm. so so many commercials. It's yeah. so instead of editing all these matches, they could put the lightning match and then they could have their two other matches. And I'm guessing it's going to be part of the common thing now because they're going to start doing a one-hour I actually think that's a TV good show. idea. I, uh, you know, one of the things that just takes a little something away from wrestling to me is it seems like everybody thinks that even on TV matches, they always air, you know, so many matches have to be lengthy and they always go to commercials. And and then you lose interest because of the commercial. Yeah, that's And why. I think there's, there's that's another thing on the Tuesday, the LA TV show. Mm-hmm. I think they should do a, a lightning match on the Tuesday tapings too because... I mean, they do the four matches, but then, like, they edited it out. Like, the LA TV show mm-hmm. gets edited out. Usually in uh, Mexico, it goes about, I think it goes about 10, 15 minutes longer on the Cadena C3 show over right. there. And um, the LA TV show gets cut down. So if they actually, like, put in a mm-hmm. lightning match, they wouldn't have to edit all this other stuff out. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of think they should really start looking into that. I think they should, too. I mean, I'm, I'm not being facetious at all when I'm saying... I love seeing short matches on TV. Um, I don't know. I think that's what TV wrestling is about. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people think I'm thinking in an antiquated way, but I think if you do it right... They're going to be like, oh, here goes Kurt Brown with this NWA, NWA from Hollywood and yeah. all this other stuff. <laughs> no, it's, like I said, you can't go back in time and do it the way they did it. Um, if I had oodles of money, I would do it just to be a joker. Um I promote shows yeah, like if, that. I, if you if you had money, you'd probably promote like DDT. Like I would, I would go DDT. You know what? You would you would have Teddy Hart as your head booker. Now that's something I know we hit upon it on Slam and Stand last night, but we since Teddy Hart is a Triple A guy, yes, or a former Triple A guy, and since CMLL has mascots like Parakito and Kemonito, since they have animal mascots, we must say. Teddy Hart has taken it a step further. 
Now, you are telling me he wants to have animals doing run-ins? Yeah, he wants to train animals like cats and dogs into doing run-ins. Just when I thought Teddy Hart was absolutely nuts with with no redeeming qualities, he goes and does this, and my God, that's brilliant. Wouldn't that be great? Like, somebody's, like, doing, like... Remember that? Oh, well, maybe maybe WWE already thought about that. Do you think? Remember the Tough Enough? I they did... Know. Oh, you don't watch Tough you Enough. You know me, I don't oh, watch great. anything. Well, the Tough Enough, they had different obstacle courses mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And one of the things when, um, I think it was... I can't remember who was in who was the guest, but they had um wear the the dog suits, and they had dogs chase them, and whoever oh, got the awesome. whoever reached the furthest was the winner, and um, <laughs> I think that's the one where Eric Watts did really badly. Remember Darkula? Yes, he did. He I think he actually might have won that because he was pretty big. I think he got tired though. I can't remember who won that, <laughs> but I mean they they did the dog thing. Maybe they actually already. Yeah. Maybe they got into Teddy Hart's mind. That could and be. they're planning to do run-ins. Maybe one of these days, my, 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 Michael Cole's going to get attacked by a, t- by a tiger or something. That would be We awesome. could only dream. We could only dream. Michael, yeah. Actually, Michael Cole hasn't been that bad lately. Well, I, and <laughs> At least one I show. I actually dug last week when... Uh, one show. Or, or was it was the week before, and Daniel Bryan was wrestling the uh, false Sin Cara. Yeah. And he was getting heated and coming back hard on him. Michael Cole actually said, "Now nah, Brian Wilson, I mean Brian Wilson, <laughs> Brian Daniels is actually starting to show some fire. This is what he should be like." He didn't say Brian Danielson either. I didn't. <laughs> but but no, it's, it's true. Nobody people rag on Cole a lot, but I thought it was really cool when he a cool shift when he says, "Now nah, Brian Daniels showing some fire here." Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan the. Bryans and Danielson. Kirk can't keep up with the Daniel Bryans. I really start. I really have to start doing drugs. I think yeah. I'd be more coherent, you know. But I mean, they had they had actually done the dog thing, like the the whole. So I figured I figured they're already planning it. I yeah. And you know the ladders. Remember the the, the WrestleMania we saw when they had that really tall ladder. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've obviously been thinking about that. Maybe yeah. they do want to add it. But somehow I picture it working better with Teddy Hart. I, I picture all the writers in WWE <coughs> doing something really lame or or trying to be too correct so they leave one of the animals out. Yeah, yeah. I, I picture Teddy Hart having like a, a golden retriever come like. Uh, I could see the dog show becoming part of. Yeah, the, the Westminster dog. That would be so cool. Part of the Raw. I see a golden retriever like. I mean, they're calling it Super Raw SmackDown or whatever they're calling it. Were they combining everybody now on Raw? Yes. But well, why not add the dogs yeah, into it? Yeah, there you go. But see, so you have a golden retriever come steal the belt from the heel and bring it back to the face, and um, <laughs> you get out gorillas. You know, you just know you just know DDT is going to do something oh, with that. Could, couldn't you? See, I'm sure they probably already have. Couldn't you see the rest? One of the wrestlers riding a buffalo. <laughs> oh man! Oh, who was the one that rode a horse? Ron Bass was it? Ron Bass who rode a horse. Did he? Somebody rode a horse into the into a ring once, That's into cool. the arena. That's cool. That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. Now I do re- do remember hearing that when. Stop. How about snakes? Snakes in the motherfucking ring. Although that's been done, believe it or not. Oh yeah, Jake the Snake. Uh, and John Tolis. <laughs> John Tolis actually covered Mario Galindo, didn't he? He ate snakes. Yeah, he ate in snakes. front of people. Yeah. At least that's the legend. I don't know yeah. if that's. Well, maybe they could do like a backstage scene where all the snakes are just attacking the. Wrestlers, that'd be great. We could see like Ted DiBiase getting eaten by a snake, <laughs> like a giant python eats 
Oh my god. <laughs> throughout the two hours <laughs> throughout the two hour show. Yeah. The Python could be eating Teddy Hart or <laughs> Teddy Hart. See if Teddy Hart promoted the shows, I could picture Why you can't eat Teddy I could picture him who would come up with this stuff. I could picture Teddy Hart flying in Camonito so Camonito uh could wrestle like a, a monkey, but a blue monkey, a real a real monkey, blue. and Perikito wrestling a live parrot. I wonder what Teddy Hart thinks of Kemonito and Perico and and Zacharias. Damn, we should try to interview him. We should just no, we should ask him like via email or something. Does yeah, he have but like I said, just when I thought Teddy Hart, maybe was, one of our listeners can contact him and ask him. We should yeah do it because just when I thought Teddy Hart was we're so too lazy gone, to do there's it. There's no coming back. I thought. Teddy Hart is out to lunch and staying for dessert. There's nothing there. He's, you know, physically talented, gifted, but he's way gone. And then he just has this <laughs> this great idea. Where was he all this time? Seriously, like I wonder. I mean, he ever since Triple he was off Triple A. I never saw him listed on anything. I think just about everybody. I is mean, that what is that what it's like to be in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Like you just disappear from from the face of the planet. Well, as gifted as he is, he he's. If I was running a show, he's one of the last people I would put on a show. I mean, <laughs> oh, you just you just raved about him. Now you're saying, no, I raved about him, but still, no, I wouldn't wouldn't trust him that much. I mean, well, pro wrestling is about stealing, so I think I wouldn't be upset if people stole his idea and yeah, that's true. Animals in the ring. To I mean, they've done the wrestling bear, but that's been done to death. Yeah, you know, a wrestling gorilla. Yeah, that would Remember be- my idea of doing a pro wrestling gorilla? <laughs> Did I ever tell, I tell no. you? I was thinking of doing like pro wrestling, get a, the gorilla outfit mm-hmm. and just call him pro wrestling gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you could imagine Super Dragon being all, all upset at me. <laughs> we'll be wanting to kill me. Papers. Yeah, he'd serve me papers and shit. <laughs> okay, we're going to take another break because we can. <laughs> so, so we'll have it. We can and yeah, end it end it right when I rip on pro wrestling gorilla. I'm not ripping on them, by the way. No, that would have been funny yeah. though. A pro wrestling gorilla yeah. named pro wrestling gorilla. <laughs> and when we return, we're gonna talk uh, about Ryo de Hilisco Jr. Yeah. and his explanation why wrestling isn't growing in Guadalajara. We have returned. And uh, one of the other subjects we're going to talk about is the upcoming AAA, Heroes Immortales. <laughs> you say it better than I do. <laughs> do I? No, you don't. I just I was going to say. I just try to, I try to, I try to, I, I always hate when I watch those um, news shows where mm-hmm. the Mexicans always have to like say it correctly. Yes, they have to do yeah. the R. Yeah, they have to yeah. do it. And I, I, I've always like been like. I always try to go like a little more white. <laughs> a lot of my whole yeah. those ranch yeah. Um But but the last show we talked about Sting going to um triple A and we were trying to figure who he who would we, be locking. And now we know who he's gonna wrestle. It's gonna be El Messias. And what's your take on I think it'll trade? actually be well, you know, Messias is Messias has been really good in big matches. So I mean if it's gonna be bad it's gonna be because of Sting. Yes. <laughs> So when Messiah wants to put his working boots on, he yeah. Through. Oh, he's been really he's been excellent in all the big shows like versus Wagner versus La Park, LA Park. Everybody's been really good. So I mean, but Sting, I mean, from everything I've heard, again, this is just from secondhand because I don't watch mm-hmm. TNA. Everybody says Sting has been awful. Yeah. So. That's what I have heard. Yes. Yeah. 
So I'm not watching. I guess TNA. the question is: is can Macias uh, carry him to a good match? Yeah, can he pull a Shawn Michaels and carry somebody who's you know not there anymore? Well, he does it. He does really good with like, but I mean, those guys aren't are really good workers like Wagner and L.A. Park. Yes. I mean, I don't remember the Perro match. He had a Perro match, but I think that was a three-way. Perro and Macias. Mm-hmm. I think that it had Cibernetico in there also. Yes, true. And Perro wasn't, Perro wasn't inebriated. Was it? <laughs> wasn't drunk in that show. Speaking of which, one of the other matches that are listed, listed here, I guess it looks like Dr. Wagner Jr. It's, will be wrestling Perro Aguayo. Yeah. Is that, is that set in stone? Yeah. It's like, it's like, let's put Messias versus Sting, and let's put Dr. Wagner versus Perro Aguayo, and let's see who has a better match <laughs> with the guy who's actually had, had his reputation just drop as a worker, you know. What? what Sting is, is just older, you know. That's understandable. Yes. Plus, I mean, he's been through a lot of... I, I mean, but then again, he he's really one of those guys who's actually had a lot of time off. Mm-hmm. Despite wrestling, he's always had a lot of time off. So it's like, what is the word on uh, Perro Junior these days? I mean, we heard about the so-called cancer story. Um, Can you even trust him to show up to wrestle Doctor Wagner? That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, he's been showing up to the shows. I mean, I think I think Triple A kind of wanted him to like be a little more, you know. So he's been walking a straight line for yeah, a while. Yeah. So that's what I've been. He's one. I, I don't know. He's one. I won't get my hopes up on, but man, I would love to see him turn it around. Uh, he's, I mean, when he's on, he's great. He is so talented. I mean, even even like if his work rate isn't up, he just comes up. He he's so charismatic. It comes out. It comes out in his matches. It's interesting because, you know, his father is probably one of the, the most charismatic characters in Lucha Libre history ever. And the funny thing about Paraguay, he wasn't just the most charismatic, one of the most charismatic, he's the most selfless guy. Like he was, I mean, you hear all these guys talk about their first match against Paraguay and how he bled for them. (laughs) And you know, it's it's amazing. I remember in the early 90s when he was, it was around the time he was feuding with Conan and not just in matches involving Conan but anybody, he was probably a good 15 years older than most of the guys he was working with and he was taking all the bumps yeah he was still taking bumps that like you wouldn't expect from a yes. guy who was like in his 50s was yes. he in his 50s by that point he probably was probably like, right around 50 yeah. around that age mm-hmm. up. I, I mean and the funny thing is Junior is equally as charismatic but it's a whole different kind of charisma I mean yeah and he's not he's not a guy who's gonna like do a lot of the bumping for the, his opponent he's not gonna make the other guy look good right it's more about him and that's always been kind of like the yeah. weird issue with him. Because like even when he wrestled Mystico, you knew it wasn't going to lead to anything because it was always like, you know, there was yeah. always that. Uh, he's not going to put his hair on the line. He's not going to do, which would have done a ton of money. Big box yeah. office. Serious box office. I'm guessing it's still, it's still, he still has value. His hair still has value though because he hasn't really lost it. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, yeah, I, I, I hope he, uh, I hope he comes through. Yeah. And the other match is uh, Peros Del Mal versus Psycho Circus in a hair versus mask match. Three hair versus three mask. And <laughs> everybody's trying to figure out who's going to lose. It's going to be the Peros probably going to end up losing. It's too soon to drop the Psycho Circus mask. Yeah, that would And be those guys are kind of... I mean, what are they going to... Well, they could always switch to something else. But, I mean, that's a gimmick. That's a, that's, a, that's a group that they really pushed. They had that streak for so many years that they didn't do anything with. And yeah, then, like... That- 
once they lost was when they started getting over. <laughs> How weird is that? It was like a reverse Goldberg. You know, because when Goldberg lost, he kind of lost a lot of his luster. Whereas mm-hmm. Psycho Circus, once they lost, it kind of like, they started competing more it's often. It's almost like starting over again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was the most uncompelling win streak I've ever seen in the history of wrestling. Yeah. I mean... Because they're working openers and, like, second matches. Yeah, and it was just, you know, the comedy of uh, abducting kid. one of the little kids and yeah. throwing them in their, their, their gunny sack. And, and then they weren't really that good in the ring, so no, it's like... No, no. Yeah, you wonder why they picked that particular trio. Well, I mean, it's a, it's clowns. I mean, you're not going to pick, like, really... You're not going to pick, like, uh, a Laredo kid or somebody yeah, like that yeah. to do the... but it, it just... You can tell we don't watch a lot of AAA now because no, <laughs> they're really all. There's only one hour worth of AAA. And that's the. Uh, there's only one hour of AAA now, so it's like, how are you gonna? It's kind of hard to talk about AAA when there's one hour and really, you really have to have the time to watch it. It's still not visible on Gatlevision. It's on YouTube, so mm-hmm. you can watch it on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> Kurt's like, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I really get ADD. I, yeah. I can sit in front of the television watch things for eons but in front of the computer i get really antsy and what's well, like the iPay-per-views? like i was telling you about how mm-hmm. I, wa- I wanted to order that eye pay-per-view mm-hmm. but i mean the problem is they always go four hours i'm worried about it going four hours and then it's like in front of the computer i mean you got other things going on in your yes. life that it's really kind of yeah it's not like you're sitting back on the couch across the room and i've never asked them i should probably ask them if i could like o- order it watch it for a little while then like if i go somewhere turn off the computer or whatever <laughs> come back and watch it later i'm guessing you can i think they give you like a 24 48 48 hour time frame and there's also the the tag match which is going to be a tlc match which of course would have been great for teddy hart (laughs) (laughs) they could have used the ladders teddy hart's idea for a ladder it's going to be extreme tiger and jack evans versus abyss and chess man and jack evans is a perfect man to have in a match the, like that because and the nicest guy on facebook too so is he yeah he's like the easiest person to friend on facebook that's cool you know he won't he won't cut you out like he won't like dump you like i've noticed i always lose one person mm-hmm. and i always assume it's a wrestler that like just cut me off but he still has he has <laughs> yeah. his, his facebook friend yeah i you know i'm not a him and cassandra cassandra's cool yeah cassandra is the coolest yeah um but Jack Evans, you know, usually I get driven crazy when I see spot fests. He's is the exception. Yeah, plus he can break dance too. So. He can break dance, and he takes the craziest bumps. And I think Conan once described him as Gumby. It's just his body just just uh, goes flexible with every bump he takes, and he just gets right back up. And so that's one person who is it's a good idea to have in a TLC have you, match. Have you have um, you listened to Cole Cabana's podcast? No, none of them. None of them. None of them. Um, he did one this past week. I think it was um, the 14th or something. Mm-hmm. He interviewed um, Bison Smith. Really? Who wrestles for Noah. Do you even know who Bison Smith is? I do know who Bison okay. Smith is. <laughs> I just, I just, I, that wasn't me being mean. I just wanted to make sure you knew. Um, he wrestles for Noah. And he was in the match where Misawa passed away. And he was talking about how it was such a basic bump that, mm-hmm. that killed um, Misawa. Yes. But, I mean, what people don't realize is that he was already kind of worn out. He might have suffered an injury before that. And when you're exhausted, you, you run the risk of doing something, you know, bad. And he was talking about how you could see a guy, like, he's been in the, he's been in the, he's been around three deaths in wrestling. The one where the APW show, the, the one where the, oh, Kali, 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 Kali uh, yeah. And then the one in Puerto Rico where Victor, the bodyguard, had a stroke. 
had a heart attack. And he was talking about that. And he says, you watch these guys, like some of these guys who do like get hurt and it's a basic bump. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then you see Jack Evans, I guess they must have been watching YouTube and they saw Jack Evans falling off the, off a cage. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and he, and nothing happens to him. He's like a cat. Yeah, he's a cat. He could drop him off a four-story building and lands. Yeah, he lands on his feet and say, like, hey, it's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really recommend listening to the Cole Cabana show. Okay, that yeah, that'll be one. You should, well, let's you should add it. We should. Well, we're. I guess we're plugging it right now. So, um, but that should be an interesting match. I mean, Abyss, Abyss, in those type of matches is basically just going to be the guy who's going to catch the. <laughs> catch those guys you know basically right so this should be fine and then the last match is the one that i guess we don't know is going to happen but steve dr lucia sims brought it up Mm -hmm. jeff Jarrett defending the belt against la park that would be a match i would which would be actually i think that would actually be a a, a, that could be a match of the year candidate if -hmm. jeff Jarrett shows up and actually works because he's kind of i think i don't know if it was zorro being that bad or if it was Jeff Jarrett actually being part of the how bad because I mean Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett before that he didn't come off that bad in AAA like his matches weren't that bad but like that match against Zoro was really horrible horrible yeah mm. I mean Jarrett plus Jarrett I think Jarrett's kind of like the steam's kind of gone off the sails for some reason like yeah well and with, with L.A. Park you know the interesting thing about him is you know I'm sure his body is hurting but he still. He, he can still bring it on. I mean, yeah. He really, he, I know he understands getting over and. I mean, the L.A. Park versus La Parca match. Plus, I think L.A. Park should beat Jeff Jarrett. Here's another reason why that what you mentioned earlier, the Eric Bischoff, the curse of Eric yes. Bischoff. Yes, it's payback. Remember, L.A. Park always jobbed in WCW, this so is maybe so true. he should beat Jeff Jarrett, who was a WCW wrestler for several several years. As payback. That would be awesome. Yeah. I think that'd be wonderful. For the mega title, that would be great. I just love that name, the mega title. Yeah, the AAA world mega title. They should add an extra to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's there's a bunch of belts that are called all these different names. Yeah, I always thought it'd be great to have some sort of intergalactic championship, you know, that's recognized on other planets. Yeah, DDT has their KOD title or all these other titles. What's the KOD title? I don't know what it stands for. Don't ask me. Cod. 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 No, it's it's it's. Dude, I'll look it up. Talk about something while talk about. You can actually pause it while I look for it. We'll do that. We'll take another break. As Fredo looks up something really cool on his iPod, we shall return. And we have returned once more. Fredo found the information he was looking for. In Ray DDT. Yeah, and, and it was basically just the King of DDT title, which is the most easy name possible. <laughs> I like that. I just forget. We can I just call, I we, just tend to forget. We can call it the COD title. Yeah, I just tend to forget all that stuff. Well, actually, I was confusing it with the with the other one, the one the twenty four seven title that they have. And they've had that title for years now, haven't yeah. they? The 24 cent title has been defended. Like it's been changed hands like 800 times now. Such, uh, over 800 times in such a, a fascinating array of characters you were showing me that uh, a ladder held yeah. the belt exactly. Yoshihiko who um, is uh, um, um, the, the sex doll that's right a sex doll a schoolboy a schoolboy and use caster actually held the belt too oh how cool yeah and a porn actress a porn actress a poster yes a poster a pro wrestling wave poster held the belt briefly I love it. Yeah, it's a pretty good... It's a cool... It's a cool promotion. It's one that definitely... It's, it's one... It, it takes... 
the only problem is sometimes they'll do a show and it's all in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like they'll talk a lot, and then you don't know what's going on, and that kind yeah, of yeah. I I mean, if I was gonna, you know, I guess since they're focusing on their home country, Japan, yeah. I guess that works. But if I was gonna do a show and I thought people who speak other languages are gonna watch it, I try to make everything understandable in the ring without yeah without uh, anybody ha- saying what are they saying. I mean, I, I knew no Spanish when I started watching Titanes in El Ring when I was a kid. And I could, I, I, even without understanding what they were saying, I could tell the whole storyline. I yeah, yeah. You know, knew who was the heel, who was the face. You know, everything was done in the ring. With and the bad thing is, like, DDT, you kind of want to know what's going on because they, they, they laugh at a lot of stuff. It seems like a, I would like to know what Kikutaru says. Because he, he, I don't know if you've ever seen him, yeah. like, wrestle. He he holds the guy <laughs> down for a little while and, uh, like, does a little speech before <laughs> he does a suplex. So he's giving a speech while he's holding the I guy. Love and then the guy wants to move and he starts hitting him and, and, and continues. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He, he would have loved um, Incredibly Strange Wrestling. He would have been that's, somebody who... And that's why DGT fascinates me, so yeah. why I, I do want to see more of it. And they do have good, like, workers and stuff. Like, they have talent. I mean, if you like Kota Ibushi and mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. I, I have to get caught up in this one, too. You know, I, I, I probably only have time to get get caught up with a few different wrestling promotions. and So CMLL, I'm getting caught up on. Yeah. I would love to check out some more DDT. And while I know... That the glory years of Japanese women's wrestling are gone and probably will not return. I'm, I'm still curious what's going on. There's a lot of teenage girls in, in Japanese women's wrestling. It's like kids. Like a lot of the shows. Really? Yeah, Ice Ribbon. There's a lot of like girls. Like not like not like you know before it was girls. They right. were like 18 or something, 19. Now they're girl, like, girls. Yeah, they're like little kids sometimes. Now I haven't seen any of it, but it sounds like it could be creepy. So. There's a little kid that wrestles with a mask on. He I won. think I saw that on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. It's a little boy with a mask. I saw a match that was a tag match with a little boy with a and mask. And the old guy um, from Big Japan. What's his name? I, I don't remember who the other... But yeah. I remember on the other team was a little girl. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. And I was tripping out. They, they were, were the, actually they, doing spots and moves. They were. I think they won the trios title or something. I can't remember that guy's name. The big... So much to catch up on. I'm horrible with names. Now, if we now if we get Fly Teddy Hart out there to train their, some animals for to take part for DDT to win yeah, the belt, yes, yes, some Canadian tiger, tigers. Oh, that would be great. Yes, you know, Canadian. Uh, what's some grizzly bears or something? Do they got they got grizzly bears or no I, polar bears? Polar bears. A polar bear that would be box office. That we, would be box office. You got a polar bear in there. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> Well, uh... We're going to talk about Ryo. Ryo de Jalisco, uh... You know, made uh, quite a statement. Was it Kristen Zellner who broke this story? Well, somebody somebody interviewed him yes. in Mexico. Um, I guess Ryo de Jalisco Jr. says, The reason wrestling is not drawing in Guadalajara... It's because now he's blaming all the young wrestlers yeah. for not being able to get over. And, yeah. and not using him. <laughs> and not using him. Well, well, he didn't say not using him, but not using the veterans, which basically is yeah. him. I was going to say, if he said because they're not reusing Ryo de Hillisco Jr. is the reason they're not drawing, I'd say, great, Ryo de Hillisco Jr. is now a stand-up comedian. 
<laughs> not good one at that. Well, see, the thing is, like, a lot of the guys, like, a lot of the older guys, you know, when you get older, you start thinking your way was better than yes. everybody's now, the younger generation. Your generation was better than the current generation. Oh, yeah. And, like, I mean, they're not drawing right now because there's a lot going on in Mexico besides just the wrestling part of it. And I think there, I think there is a change now with everything else that's going on. I don't know. It's just kind of... I don't really think there's... It's kind of hard to draw nowadays. It is. I when mean, they do... When they're when WWE comes in and people are probably waiting for that. Instead of going, like, weekly to go watch... Yeah, I was going to say, and WWE is never going to be going there all the time, so they're still going to stay a novelty there when they come yeah. in. They'll still draw. But that, that was an... That was an interesting uh, spin he put on that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, like, I know, like, a lot of the older guys, like El Dandy was talking about how the younger guys, they don't really train properly. You know? Yes, and we've actually... Uh, Blue Panther has said it. Um, a lot of guys, the older guys have said it. And I think it's kind of true because I think a lot of people will get upset because when they say it because they think, oh, these old guys just don't know what they're talking about. But, I mean, when these guys are telling you that they trained for five years before they actually got into the ring... In front of, in front of, in front of a, a live audience. Yeah. You know they did they did a lot of the train. You know they did a lot of the, the train. Yeah, a lot of the, the train. train. Speaking of the, the train. train. Hello, train. We'll see El Vagabundo on the train. El Vagabundo's passing well, well, by. Well, yeah, it, you know, because I remember Blue Panther was telling this to one of the local luchadores a few years ago, and they're saying that you know traditional wrestling schools, you don't go in there and start learning high spots. You know they're teaching you very basic roles for quite a while. And yeah. Basic lockups. You're learning from the ground up. You're going to be, you know, a you know three dimensional wrestler. You're gonna you're gonna know mat work, flying, uh, a little bit of everything by the time you're done. What's and the third one? Come on, Kurt. What's the third one? What is it? Hell if I know. <laughs> you never learned. Oh, you never learned it. <laughs> of course, whatever it is, I never learned it. Kurt, Kurt's the two-dimensional wrestler. That's right. I need a cup of coffee as well, badly. <laughs> My mind is going. No, uh, but, you know, but, but, you know, Lucha Libre schools, you're training people from the ground up. I mean, when I trained at Gills, I mean, they were teaching the most basic bumps in the how basic long, block. How, how long did you train before you started wrestling? Lucha Libre style? Or the first time? The first. very first time when I wrestled American style, I trained... I think I started training in February of that year, which was 1983. Also, oh, it wasn't that long. Yeah, I made my debut in July of that year. Wow, three months. Um, yeah, but you were working indie shows, so it wasn't. Like yeah, that. yeah, and, and not, they I think that's what they mean, like when they talk about guys. Yeah, well, and uh, when I started training at Gills, I started training there with uh, the Mexican wrestlers in '89, and I didn't get. Uh, booked on a show till ninety one. Oh, and what I remember is they, re- you know, the, they had beginning classes and they were, they wanted you to do these simple rolls and lockups and you know, simple, really simple chain wrestling. They wanted you to do it in your sleep before you could do it in front of the audience. And what apparently is happening now is there's these young kids going to a school to learn traditional wrestling, and they're impatient. They want to learn all the crazy high spots first and the teacher will say well that's not how we do it but 
they'll go to another school where some slipshod, you know, you know, Carney is running the school and, yeah. and just teaches them how to do suplexes and high spots before teaching yeah. them the basics. And, you know, and I think Blue Panther was telling him that um, the reason they're doing that is because there was a lot of promoters willing to use these guys who aren't properly trained. Yeah, I mean, and there's always a new promotion popping up in Mexico, too, so... Yeah, and I even re- remember one of the our local luchadors saying, you know, probably if I were young and somebody says, oh, you can do a couple of backflips and topes, I'll book you. If you're young, you probably would say, oh, yeah, instant job, instant yeah. money. But, um... Money? What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> spare change. Let me correct myself. Experience. Spare Experience. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how much stuff... Somebody, somebody's talking. Yes, I think we're gonna have a run-in. I, I think show. I think this our neighborhood's going to the getting dangerous now. <laughs> <laughs> you know the what else? What was I gonna say before I was interrupted? We were talking about training. Yeah, but I was saying something else, and I totally forgot. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Well, you know the thing. The thing about it is like, I think it's more of them trying to learn experience in front of like a crowd. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of these guys... I mean, there's no crowd after these indie shows anyway, so it's like... Yeah, and... I don't know. And to be honest, I mean, remembering about six years back to when we you know, were at Arena Perro Aguayo in South L.A. every week, there would be youngsters getting in the ring. They had no reason to be in the had ring. had no reason to be in there. I mean... There were there were kids there were kids that would jump during the little five year old kids who jump in between intermission that were better than those guys. That's true. That's not an exaggeration. They were entertaining. Yeah, they. You know, part of it's the promoter's fault. They say, "Oh, you're a wrestler and you want to work for me? Okay, I'll book you." Yeah, I mean, as long as you say free. Yeah, if you, you say, say free, free they're even in. happier. Yeah, you know, and oh yeah, I mean. We we saw some opening matches that were just absolutely horrendous. Who, who, Kendo was the one that who stuck his head out of the out of the out of that um the, the curtain the curtain cur- yeah the dressing room curtain. And I was watching the match and and he looks over at me and he's like, "Can you believe this?" <laughs> like he gave me that "Can you believe this?" look like holy shit. And then I go back there and and, and he's like. And then I, I'm telling him how bad the match was, and and then you, I think you were there, and we were telling you how bad the match was, and a couple of other guys, and then the guys come in, it's like, oh, good match, good match. <laughs> it was uh, really bad. Oh, it was a really bad match because I mean, the guy would even miss the drop kick. Oh yeah, there, there were missed... some guys in these matches were so bad they made some of the uh, divas look like polished oh gosh. I mean, it, it, you know it. And again, I mean the old. Man. Actually, they ran the ropes better than Kelly Kelly, though. So that's true. They did I'll do that one. That. They did do I'll that better. That. You know, I and again, like I said, you know, I don't think you should promote wrestling exactly as it was done thirty years ago. But you know, I remember on the Hadco Plaza shows were in uh, L.A., which was the thriving indie lucha in Southern California for quite a few years, for almost ten years. Uh, I remember the opening bouts were always very solid. You didn't have guys trying to steal the shows by doing a hundred topes. Uh, you could tell they were guys who were green, but 
what made their matches good was they didn't try to do 101 moves. They did the arm drag 57 times. Uh, no, no, actually, <laughs> they, did, they did great mat wrestling. I mean... Didn't do any arm drags. Uh, they probably did some, but it's not <laughs> like they did it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. No, even, even at the time, I, I this was 1981, and I had yet to take even one wrestling lesson, but even I could tell what was going on is, you know, they were telling them, do the holds you move, don't try to do a whole bunch of high spots that you kind of sort of know. And these would be really good opening matches where it was really solid mat work, then they'd break out into a couple simple but solid high spots, and if there was a tope in the match, uh, one of the opening matches, it always was either the finish of the match or it led to the finish of the match. Uh, one of the popular finishes is somebody would just nail a guy with a tope and knock him out cold with it, and they'd win by a countout. Oh, wow. But it's not one of those, I slipped on a banana peel countouts. He actually nailed the guy. And, yeah, and he'd stay there. Yeah, put his lights out. And, yeah. Um, and gradually over the years, you know, the local Lucha promotions were a lot less picky about who they had book on the show. Yeah, well, I mean, there's fewer guys to pick from now, so. Yeah. I mean, there's true. more guys, but there's fewer to pick and from. And one of are... the things I should say with Hadco Plaza was that these, were, these were all students from Gill's gym, and they were all being trained by uh, several different trainers there of Gill and... Um, I don't know if Ch- Chacal Rivera had been training people. Sure, um, Ray Rosas and Famous B are going to be in PWG now. They're making they're... their debut. Oh, very cool. So is Freddie Bravo and um, you know, Freddie Bravo from MPW. Oh, very cool. Do you know who he is? I do know who Freddie Bravo <laughs> is. I've met him several <laughs> you, times. <laughs> you're shaking his hand like every show. That he's <laughs> um, and somebody else. I can't remember who the other guy is. There's four guys. Four new guys they're that in are... PWG, right? Yeah, um, right. Freddie Bravo. The other guy I think is... I can't remember who it is. I think we've seen him too, and I can't remember his name. Oh, I was surprised. Famous Beast is pretty good, so. Very Actually, cool. all those guys are pretty good, so. It'll be interesting to see them in I think kind it, of a new setting. Well, I think what's happening is that with Claudio and Chris Hero going to mm-hmm. WWE, they're kind of. And ROH apparently isn't allowing guys to work shows oh. that are being. Um, I don't know if they're, it's going to include DVD, mm-hmm. but I mean, they don't want them to be do pay per views or. Right. Um, or what was the other thing? TV. No, so I pay per views make sense. I don't, I don't know. If yeah, them off TVs. And then, but I mean, PWG does DVDs, so I don't think it's going to affect them nah, that much. Nah, shouldn't. Plus, I think they're not going to want to screw around with high spots too. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they want to be invited back to the Wrestle Reunion. Actually, I don't know because they're not going to be in Wrestle Reunion, are they? Ring of Honor. I haven't heard anything about it's Dragon it. Gate. Isn't it Dragon Gate? I do not know. You don't know. I know very little about PWG. PWG. Oh, you mean their show show? Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant just. You don't know who's gonna. Be, I don't think it's Ring of Honor. I think it's Dragon Gate. Don't know a thing. You don't care. I don't. <laughs> you're not going. I'll start caring you're, about three weeks before the you, show. You don't care about the PWG show that you're not going to go to. I don't think that far ahead. I am Zen. Are you going to the PWG show this time? I don't even know when it is. <laughs> There's so many, I just, so many shows in Southern California. I just remember, I just remember that one show we went to, and it was like four hours long, and, you're, and we're like, "Man, when is this gonna end?" Yes, yes. It's like one o'clock when. Well, that was kind of like the Achilles tendon of uh, Southern California wrestling promotions is 
How many there'd PWG? Be great, there'd be good shows with very good matches, but they would go on all night long. How many Denver. PWG shows? I, the one in industry was one of the PWG shows, right? Yeah, uh, what? With Samoa Joe versus Super yes. Dragon, and then there was another one. We saw the Samoa Joe Super Dragon show. Was yeah, that we the saw la- that one? That wasn't the main event, huh? I think it was. Wasn't there another the match City right of after? Industry? Yeah, the City. I thought that was the main event. But wasn't there more afterwards? Was that the show Sanjay Dutt was at? I don't think so. No, that was an AWS show. Probably an AWS yeah. show. Yeah. I just remember us leaving, and there was like a match that 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 was a main event, and we skipped through. We were like, we're done. I think we've done that <laughs> Yeah, like, times. it was like four I think we were there for three hours. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, this one more hour left, and it's like, oh, God, come on. Let's, <laughs> let's get this over uh, with. Yeah, and I, I do know we also were at several shows where the show was going on forever, and we couldn't leave because we were with somebody. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, we got to stay all night. Is Oh, it's midnight? What the hell? <laughs> well, MPW is pretty good about not lasting that long. So They are. They are. I mean, they they pace it the way a promotion should be paced. You know, matches don't go on forever. Not everybody has to do every high spot in the book. It's, you know, a little bit well, of I mean, everything. It also, it's we're older. We don't want to stay up to like three, yeah, three, yeah. In, the, three in, the, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Getting home at three or Not two in my or three. Anymore, yeah, no, damn it. <laughs> I am so I can't. <laughs> I I just turned twenty. I just turned mm. twenty last week. Well, you were very. I met you. <laughs> very knowledgeable. You were you were a very mature looking ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I've always been mature for my age. <laughs> well, I think this will be a good place to uh, conclude the show. Yeah. And. Um. We should be having another Lucha World show up in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll try to talk about something besides CMLL. We will. We'll, 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 we'll watch we'll, some more wrestling. We were somewhat prepared on this show. Uh, I could have taken some better notes. I could have. Uh, no, I think I think there's so much CMLL right now. It's the it's the one to watch right now. Right now, you could, I think it's the one to watch. You could do shows right now, but I think once once we start going a little further, yes. Like I said, we're kind of uh, working the bug- bugs out, getting the bats out of the belfry, and we're doing like a reverse slam and stand. We're starting really bad on this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And getting better. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I yeah. Start these episodes stammering my way through them. Yeah. Slam and stand. I started out smooth and episode. <laughs> and now you became more of a space cadet. <laughs> Wait till we do the show where Kurt calls me at ten thirty in the morning to delete. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. After he after he says something that offended somebody. Mm, yeah, that was not my uh, finest hour. Yeah. Not Vandal Roman's finest hour. This one I could actually edit, so it's no big deal. <laughs> well, like I said, we'll be back in a few weeks. We'll well, actually, we'll talk about some of the results from the shows that this are. We will. So we will. Everything should be done by then. We will be covering. I, I was about to say we'll be covering all things Lucha, but I better play it safe. We'll be covering some things Lucha. Well, the um, reason, Kurt, you, you want to talk about DDT, so... I do want to talk about DDT. There are a few... Yeah, there's a few uh, stray promotions and stray wrestling genres I would love to touch upon in this podcast. Um, we could split this show into two shows. One hour Lucha and then one there you hour... Go. We're, we're like Netflix. We'll come up with a yeah. different name and like we'll have like three different podcasts. <laughs> We'll have a wide array of stray podcasts. Yeah. Okay, well, f- for those of you who have listened to this whole thing, thank you for listening, and we shall return in a couple of weeks.